0: The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, still continuing, I think, hopefully, this will be the last uh, part of this message, God's miracle plan for us as believers. And tonight I want to focus on God I mean good things for the believer. God has good things for the believer. In Psalm 103, beginning from verse 1, we all know that scripture. Speak to yourself. Whether you feel it or not, just speak to yourself. God allows it. It's a good thing for your soul. Speak to your soul. And it works. God recorded this for us. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's speaking to your soul. And sometimes we want to think about it. Just don't think about it. Say it out loud. So your soul can hear it. Amen. That's the seat of your decisions. That's your mind. That's the seat of your emotions. Speak to your emotions. So your emotions will join with you to praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So everything that's inside of me, bless his holy name. If there's sickness in there, you're saying to that sickness, bless his holy name. Sickness says, I don't bless God. Well, then get out. Amen. So you're going to bless God. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. All of them. That means God has benefits for you. And God says, don't forget them. You do yourself a lot of disservice when you forget God's benefits, especially when you need the benefits. That's when to recall the benefits. That's when to speak to your soul to remember the benefits, and you speak the benefits out from your mouth. Who forgives all your iniquities? He says, Who bless? Uh, who heals all your diseases? That's not some of your diseases. All of your diseases. And God meant what he said, and he's going to back what he says. He tells us he heals all of our diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? And so everywhere you go, you're wearing a crown. And the crown is called loving kindness. And tender mercies. So tell your friend, I'm wearing a crown right now. So where is it? It's called loving kindness <laughs> and tender mercies. You wear it everywhere you go. God placed that crown upon your, upon your life. And God says don't forget it. That's a part of the benefit that God's giving to you. Don't forget it. Everywhere you go, you got favor. It's with you. Tender mercies from God. Tender mercies from God. Great compassion from God. Loving kindness everywhere you go. Then he says, he satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your, your youth is renewed like the eagles. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now we're told that eagles, they can live up to a hundred years. And they get old every year, they molt. They get rid of everything and then they get back their strength. And they are able to soar and and really be the ego that God created them to be. And God says, God can renew your youth as the ego. And God's not just speaking in figurative terms. God means exactly what he says. He can renew your youth. You can be strong even though the world will say you're old. (laughs) Okay, you can be strong, but when we talk about satisfying your mouth with good things, we're not talking about hamburgers and stuff. <laughs> What's glory about? <laughs> we're not talking about eating steak. Now, it tells us in First Peter one verse, uh, chapter one verse two, uh, no, verse two, chapter two verse two. That as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. These are the things we're talking about. God will satisfy our mouths with good things. It's the word of God. There is the milk of the word of God. There is the meat of the word of God. There is the strong meat of the word of God. The word of God is also referred to as honey, butter. That's the word of God. It's good things. Amen. You can read it all through the scriptures. Will satisfy your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the egos. Now in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. It says as his divine power has given to us all things. I like to emphasize that. All things. His divine power. What can stop God when God wants to give? Who's going to stop him? I think the problem is the receiving end of it. The receiver—that's the problem. We don't we don't receive very well, but God is a giver. That's who He is. He loves, He loved. You know the scriptures: "For God so loved the world." And what's the result of that? He gave. God's a giver, but God, if Scripture is telling us here that His divine power. So God's divine power has given to us all things. Everything that pertains to life and to godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness, God's given to us. Not going to give to us has already given to us. We just need to learn how to receive all things that He's given to us. He tells us there, given to us. All things. All things. The same scripture says it satisfies our mouth with good things. So he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life that has to do with your physical life, your emotional life, your mental life, your marriage, everything concerning life. Where you live in the natural world. That's what God is talking about. And then godliness has to do with your devotion to God, the desire to pray, the desire to be in church, the desire to get a hold of God, the desire to, I mean, the faith to believe God, that God will do this for me. That's godliness. Godliness means everything about God. You want to be just like God. If they want to find you, they know where to find you. A church Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday morning. I know where she must be. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to church. That's where she's at. Amen. That's godliness. Amen. At night, they know when you pray. Amen. Even those that don't go to church, and sometimes they'll tell you, uh, uh, "Pray for me now." Uh, you, I like to say, you also have a mouth. <laughs> you can pray for yourself. I can. <laughs> You can pray also. (laughs) But meanwhile, since they can't pray, how do you pray for you for a while? Okay? So He's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. This is important. The more you know God, the more you discover the things that have been freely given to you. The closer you draw near to God, the better you understand, the better your eyes are open to what God has delivered to you. You lose your fear of whatever Satan is throwing at you. And he will throw stuff at you to cause you to fret. To cause you to fret and to be anxious. But God says, don't be anxious about anything. But when you know God, it says, this is through the knowledge of him who called us. By glory and virtue. Virtue, that means excellence. So, virtue, he called us by and to, that's the amplified version, by and to virtue. Glory and virtue. That's what God has called us. So, he provided all of these things and Through these things, he wants you to experience, in this present world, glory and virtue. Glory and virtue. I was reading in John chapter, what chapter was this? Uh, John chapter 17, verse 22. Jesus was saying this, and I mean, this is mind-boggling. He's saying to his father, this glory that you give to me, I have given to them. Think about that. In verse 1, he says, God, I want you to glorify me with the glory I had with you before the world was. And then in verse 22, he's saying, the glory that you gave to me, I passed it on over to them. Uh, That's an amazing thing. He's called us to glory and virtue. He's passed that over to us. I know we don't see it, but I know the devil sees it every time we come out from our room. He sees it. And he says, there comes trouble. But I'm glad they don't know it. Because if they know it, I'll be in real trouble. Because the Bible says, you shall, they shall know the truth. And the truth will what? The devil has no control anymore. So he's called us to glory. He's called us to glory. Now if you read in Romans chapter 8, uh, I believe verse 29, uh, he's saying that, Jesus became the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn among many brethren. He's huh. he thinking about it. The firstborn among many brethren. So what that means, every Christian is from the tribe of Judah. Right? I know it's tough. But every Christian, Jesus was from the tribe of Judah, Right? If he's the firstborn among many brethren, we can conveniently say we belong to the same tribe. And listen, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Right? And he's passed his glory over to us. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. If he's the firstborn and the secondborn, the firstborn can be a lion and the other one is a monkey. Now, <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be funny, but think about it. You have lion inside of you. That's the glory of God. You get you. You are, you are His brother. He's the firstborn among many brethren, right? And so we are his brothers. We belong we are in the same family. We belong to the same tribe. We belong to the same kingdom. We belong to the same place. We are his younger brothers and sisters. We look just like him. If he is the lion, we are a lion. We are fighting in us. And the Bible tells us that. You can't get a lion to be anxious. Have you seen them on National Geographic? You make a sound noise. You think they'll run. They'll turn around and look to see what's around. The lions don't fear nothing. Just that's who God has made us. He is the King of, and we are made of priests and kings before our God. That's who, He, that's who he is. And in verse thirty, He says that. It tells us, that's Romans uh, chapter 8, and 30. He says, for those he foreknew, he predestined. And those he predestined, he also called. And those who were called, he justified. And those that he justified, he glorified. So, he, that's what the scripture is telling us here. He called us by virtue... Glory and virtue. Called us by and to glory and virtue. Verse 4. By which are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. You remember all things? All things. Exceedingly great. Not some. Not just great. They are exceedingly great and precious. Promises. God's promises are good in a way that they can always transform us if we put our hands on them and we welcome them, if we receive them. God's promises are like a gift to us, a given to us, exceedingly great. They are so great, they can transform my life. They can transform your life. Exceedingly great. This is what God's telling us. God has given us everything that pertains to life, good things, that pertains to life and, and, and uh, godliness. But also He's telling us through the knowledge of Him, by which are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these promises we might be partakers of His divine nature. So God's not concerned if you look like Him, talk like Him, act like Him. He likes it. We just don't want to get there. But that's what God wants from us. He has called us to virtue, to glory, and to virtue. That's what God has done for us. you read in the scripture when we talk about satisfying our mouths with good things. So that our youth is renewed. And I believe that's also part of the Holy Spirit. I just don't understand how Christians who are born again Christians, they resist being filled with the Holy Spirit. I just, I can't get it. I don't think, I don't understand how you can feel like you can do without the Holy Spirit. You can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. You don't have what it takes. And God's giving us that as a gift freely. He says, receive. Why should you resist it? Except through pride. You shouldn't resist what God's given to you. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you'll be witness. First power. When the Holy Spirit comes, there is a power that comes into your life, an anointing that transforms your life. That's what beautifies your life. That's what brings glory to your life. We can't do it without the Spirit. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. And Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. These promises are spiritual promises. They are alive and can transform our spirits. Our spirit man can transform us if we believe. They can make us new people. They make us accomplish things that people only dream of. And they can say, it's the Lord. And they can fully say with you, it's the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our sight. But how is God going to do it? God needs a man to walk through. We just need to believe Him and accept what He says in the Scriptures. And He wants to do these things for us. I think about the man, Caleb. Talking about (laughs) renew our strength like the eagles. This is what is written in the Scriptures in Numbers chapter 14. Verse 24, God is saying there is something different about Caleb and also Joshua. But Joshua was set apart for some of the assignments. Different from Caleb. They are gone into the promised land to look and there was something different. The others have a different kind of spirit. You have a different kind of spirit in you if you're born again. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Everything has become new. And Ezekiel chapter 36, says, God, beginning from verse 26 there, God says, a new spirit I'll give to you, and a new heart. I'll take the stony heart out of your flesh. I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. So you have a new spirit from God. Just the same kind of spirit that Caleb had in his day. And this is what God was saying about Caleb. He says, but my servant. Hallelujah. <laughs> when, you are, when you have God's spirit, God sees you as his servant. To work for him. He says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit from the rest of the spies. He has a different spirit in him. And has followed me fully. Was he perfect? No. He just believed what God said. God said you can take the land. He he imbibed that spirit into him. He believed it. If God said it, that's the truth. We can take them. He says they are like bread to us. We eat them alive. While others were seeing giants, he was seeing nice bread to eat. He could care less. You know, I was joking about, you know, how the children of Israel, you know, they were standing before Goliath, uh, you know, and they were all scared. And when it comes close, they all run away. And they would say, boy, this guy is so big, no one can take him up. And David was saying, he's so big, I can never miss. I'll kill him. I can't miss. He's so big. For how could I miss? Uh, he's gone, I'm telling you. It just depends on what you see. He was seeing through seeing through the eyes of God. The guy was so big; he's a fool. This is what's the king going to do for the one who kills this fellow? He's so big; uh, there's no way I'll miss. I'll just have five stones. If he gets through the first one, I'm sure before the five's over, he's down. I'll get him. He's too big for me to miss. Let's see the devil that way. Amen so big we can't miss he said, i saw i see another spirit in him he's followed me fully i will bring him into the land where he where he went he saw the land he believed god and god says i'm going to give him that land what you see is what you get and his descendants shall inherit it and this is what Joshua, i mean this is what Caleb said because he had another spirit it tells us in Joshua, uh, Joshua 14, the other one was Numbers. I like it, it's Numbers 14, and then the other one is Joshua 14. I can always remember it that way. <laughs> it's easy to remember, it's 14, 14, right? So in Joshua 14, beginning from verse 10, it says, And now, he's speaking. Behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, Ever since the Lord spoke these words to Moses, you see, God spoke, he grabbed, he held on to it. He held on to it. That was 40 years back. From that time, and God said it, he held on to it. And guess what? He, he became, he was older, years, but his body didn't change. Because he got a hold of what God said. Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, here am I, this day, 8five years. So he was 45 when God spoke that, We're back to him. He says, "As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. See? as strong. As strong 40 years later. We're talking about 85 years old man. He's still a soldier. He belongs to the Marines. He's He's ready to go on for a fight. I'll satisfy your mouths with good things so that your youth is renewed. Be it unto you according. If you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You see the way God does his things, think about it. And I'm praying, God help me. I really need to believe you. Because God says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Don't we allow that? Yes. We know it's God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. But then God turns it around. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible. If you believe, nothing shall be impossible to you. So he puts you in the same platform with God. We don't like to hear that, but that's what God's saying to us. The same platform. He says, I still have that strength. My strength is the same as it was then. When Moses sent, said those words. And look, look at what he's saying. Not just strength to walk around. He's <laughs> strength for war. I can still fight. I'm still ready to go after those giants. Maybe after 40 years, there are more of them there, but I can kill them. See, these things are recorded for us in the last days so that we know how God works. That God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God says, I am the Lord, I change not. He's still the same God. I just have to be able to believe. Will I be tested? Oh, boy, sure. But if you, don't, if you don't believe, you'll be shaken, you'll be anxious, you'll be worried. But you can trust in God because God is faithful to His Word. God is faithful to His Word. The same strength. The same strength. That God... If you read in, a, in a, I believe it's a First Samuel chapter 10, I believe verse 6. He was talking about Saul. Samuel was telling him, "Where you go, the Spirit of God will come upon you, and you will prophesy, and you will be turned into another man. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, that's the good things. Power from the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be turned into another man. A different person. That's why every time we pray to God, for God to empower us, He fills them with the Holy Spirit. More of the anointing. Because He's the anointing that breaks the yoke. That's what the Scripture says. He's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the yoke, that turns you into another man. No matter who you are, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and He changes you into another man. That was the Spirit. When Moses spoke those words, those, the, spirit of, the Spirit of God that spoke these words that I speak, their spirit, their, their spirit and their life, the word came into him and consumed him and kept him the same. Forty years later, he was still as strong. I will satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagles. We should believe that today. Amen? We should stand up and believe. And believe God. And believe God. We should stand up and believe God. Very, very important. I think about something. You can go, uh, 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 1 Kings chapter um, 18, verse 46 there. You see uh, Elijah, he said, after the contest on Mount Carmel, after the contest on Mount Camel, Elijah, Elijah went to pray. And he said, the servant said, I see clouds like a man. And said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. I hear the sound of abundance of rain at the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear an amen? amen. There is an abundance of rain coming to us. An abundance of rain. Come into the Ark Fellowship in Jesus' name. I hear that sound, the sound of abundance of rain for every one of us. He said, I heard the sound. And then he warned Ahab, you better get to your place now. And Ahab got on his chariot. And verse for, 46 he said, Elijah ran ahead of him. And outran his chariot and his horses. A man. Because the Holy Spirit got a hold of him. You can think about Something. Judges chapter 15. Samson, he said well, they tied him up with ropes and, and, and um, they, were going, they were going to harass him. That means when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, you are above being harassed by anybody. Anything. Can, no one can harass you. Nothing. And he says those, the, the, the ropes, they just, like someone was burning the ropes, they, they were all off his body. And he took a jawbone of an ass. Oh, did I say that word? No kidding. <laughs> King James is horrible. No, kidding. <laughs> jawbone of a donkey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Preachers are not supposed to say stuff like that. But this in King James. Please believe me. You can read it. Okay. <laughs> and busted the heads of a thousand people. With it. And the guy, he was glad about it. I mean, the spirit of the living God in us. The strength that we can receive from that. My time's up. I want to let you know this. God wants you blessed. He hasn't changed his mind yet. God wants you blessed. You can't make him change his mind. He didn't exempt you, but if you want to exempt yourself, that's your right. He wants you blessed. That's what he did when he spoke to Abraham, who is the father of faith, you know. When he spoke to Abraham, the very first word, come out. And that's what he did. He asked you to come out from the world into his kingdom, right? Just as he asked Abraham to come out from his family. The family of the world. You were called out and you listened. Right? But when he called Abraham, he said, Come to a place where I will show you and I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. That's what he wants for. That's God's miracle plan for every believer. I will bless you. And God hasn't changed his mind. Not only Abraham, but the children of Abraham. And in the flesh, God demonstrated that. The same blessing that was on Abraham came upon Isaac, and and then it came upon Jacob. And then look at Joseph. And all the way down, even to this very day, what God is doing with that little Israel, that little country god doesn't change god wants his children blessed god wants his children blessed you know there's a scripture in john uh, uh, i mean sorry matthew chapter 7 and you you can read but i prefer in this case matthew chapter 7 he says if you then being evil know how to give good things to your children how much more shall your heavenly father Give good things to those who ask him. Well, we're talking about things, right? Satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's what he says here in this word. That's our portion. That's our inheritance. That's what belongs to us. That's what God is giving to us. God wants us blessed. Hmm. I've got to, before, I'm going to close now, but I want you to do, uh, sometimes something jumps at me when I'm reading scripture, and I want to, you've read that scripture before? But I want you to do something uh, for me, I mean for yourself. (laughs) Okay? Okay? Uh, Turn with me and I'm going to close with this. This scripture is in uh, Psalm 35. Psalm 35 verse 27. Sometimes we hear the words, we are forgetful hearers. Sometimes we say we believe the words, but we don't act on the word. When God says to do something, even if you don't understand it, do it. Some people say, "Well, well, I want to see it, then I'll believe." God says it doesn't work that way. When you believe it, then you see it. You're putting it, putting it backward. But listen to this scripture. He says, "Let them shout for joy, that's you and I, and be glad who favor my righteous cause." Right? Who's to shout for joy? Okay, us, right? And let them say, "How often?" Let them say what? Continually. What are they supposed to say? Continually. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his... What are you supposed to say continually? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God's not asking your opinion. He says, say it. Okay? Okay? I don't know what that means, but he says to say it continually. I've never done that. You've read the scripture. Why haven't you practiced? God said to say it continually, right? I don't know what what he meant by that, but I want to do it. And whatever the benefit is, I want it. Let them shout for joy and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know, I'll end, I'll end that. I am his servant. <laughs> Amen. He has pleasure in my prosperity. He does. And when you begin to say that continually, before long, your soul will believe it. Everything in you will begin to Walk towards what God has said. You see, the Bible says, let the weak say, how do you get strong if you feel weak? God said, don't talk about the weakness. Don't even let it come out of your mouth. What I need you to say here, uh, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. So when you say you're strong, then you have opened the channel for God to come in and strengthen you just like he did Samson, just like he did Elijah. That's the way the scripture is. Amen? So, let all the servants of God shout with joy and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. He has pleasure in my prosperity. Now, prosperity is not just money. It's health. It's relationship all of it so you are happy he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly stand up with me tonight thank you for the time You know, there's a scripture that God, where God says, "I didn't say for you to seek me in vain. I didn't say to the sons of Jacob, seek me in vain. If you seek God, He'll answer. If you cry out to God, God will answer." I firmly believe. I'm now is is I'm praying that God will just saturate my life with it because that's the truth. If God doesn't forget anything that I say. And I'm going to be accountable for what I say. Why will he forget when I pray? So every time you pray, God hears it and he never forgets. Never. If he forgets, then he's not God. But that's almost blasphemy. But God cannot forget. When you pray, he heard you. When you curse, he heard you. (laughs) <laughs> and he didn't forget you cursed unless you ask for forgiveness then he says I forget and when he forgets he's forgotten don't go back and say you remember when I cursed that's going to be a problem he says I don't remember <laughs> he said you're God but you should remember no it was under the blood but when you pray he hears you amen when you, every time you open your mouth to pray God hears if your heart doubts that's because Satan is coming But I believe God says everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. Can we lift our hands up to God today? Because He's here with us. That's why it's called good news. Because God's with us. And God will share us. Because His Son came for us. His Son died for us. God loves us. He still loves us. He'll never stop loving us. He cares about us. He'll never stop caring for us. He knows the problem you're going through. Just let Him know what's going on in your life. And he is going to bring a solution to it. He's the problem solver. He cannot solve any kind of problem. He can't be too difficult for God. He has a way through the wilderness. He has a way through the sea. He has a way uh, through the fire. He's there with you. God's there with us. There's no need to be anxious. God's in full control. And I can say, God's in full control of my life. I have no reason to be afraid. Because God's in full control. I've given Him control of my life. I've given Him control of my life. And He took it. He took it. I don't want it back. God, you can keep it. Do whatever you want with it. I'm ready for you. Whatever you want. He's a good God. We sang it tonight. It's a good, good Father. It's a good, good Father. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit whom you sent to comfort us, to be with us and to to deal with us, to make us like the Father, like the Son. Thank you, Father, for your blessings upon our life. We give you praise tonight. Lord, let the words we've heard go deep into our hearts and let the words that we've heard be on our tongue so that we can speak those words according to your word. So that we can receive the salvation of our God. For you are our salvation, Jesus. You are, and we give you praise. We have peace in God. Thank you, Father. Can you give him a clap offering tonight? He's heard us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.